Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And we are back with citizen journalist Ashton Forbes discussing missing Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. Um, so the, um, the likely location of the plane, it was sort of teleported in a sense to Diego Garcia. How do you, how do you keep, I mean, assuming some of the, the, the passengers are alive, uh, how do you keep something like that quiet? Yeah, great question, Richard. So I think this kind of was the conspiracy angle, which is what I think is the largest verifiable conspiracy of all time. A lot of people out there listening are probably going, well, what about this debris? I thought we found some debris. So let me first just go ahead and destroy the official narrative. This plane did not crash into the South Indian Ocean. We know that because there was no debris field. You can't not have a debris field from a 777 crash into the ocean. There's no possible way where this just, slowly hit the water, then sank into the depths. There's going to be a debris field everywhere, bodies, luggage, parts of the plane. We're going to see it from space the next day. It was the most expensive search in history. The official search did not find one piece of the plane, not one. The black boxes were not found, despite them looking across the entire seventh arc for these these boxes, and they can produce signals for up to 20,000 deaths for 30 days. 
The Sosa system, same system that heard the Titan sub pop, would have heard the acoustic detection of this plane hitting the ocean. There's two other hydrophones. Western Australia has hydrophones. So does Diego Garcia, that same military base. Neither of them heard detections for the plane crashing in the South Indian Ocean. There's two radar systems that would have seen it. Indonesia's and Australia's system, the Jorn system, would have seen the plane. This is an active shipping route from Africa to Australia. It supposedly crashed in the early morning, but there was no witnesses that saw the plane or saw it crash or saw a debris field. The official flight path has it running out of gas. A lot of people then go to this, de- this default and say, well, the ocean is really big. There's literally nowhere else for the plane to go. They searched everywhere it possibly could, assuming fuel exhaustion in the plane. They searched, uh, the official narrative says that this plane crashed at a 90 degree angle initially which is impossible for a plane. And again, if you're doing a swan dive from a 777, it's not going to just go right through the water. It's going to explode pieces everywhere. They later changed this to a 14-degree angle. The ocean Wait a second. Not uh, like the Hudson River. Oh, go ahead. Okay, let me just ask. jump in here. Uh, wasn't there some debris found uh, on a beach in Madagascar, Madagascar by some yeah. – it was an American lawyer, I think, Blaine Gibson. Yeah, I was going to get right to that, but I want to do a couple more things before we get to that part. But so okay, the, okay, the change yeah. in narrative said this plane was coming at an angle. It's not like landing in the Hudson River. This plane's going to rip apart. There are four redundant ELT beacons on this plane that are activated on crash. None of them did. Nineteen families of the victims signed a statement saying they could call the victims' phones for up to four days. Um, so there's a lot of evidence for why this plane didn't crash. Now, some debris was found, not by the official search on Madagascar, Reunion Island. Um, this debris, some of it actually has burn marks on it. And the burn mark pieces actually have a honeycomb pattern consistent with Boeing Airlines. Only three pieces have been uh, confirmed to be parts of the plane. Only one was matched with a serial number, this flapper on that we often talk about. What the media doesn't mention is that it was not a unique serial number. It's just a part number. There's actually supposed to be a unique serial plate. You can Google this. It was missing, despite the fact that it's presumably bolted on to the flapper on. Uh, Jeff Wise in the documentary, I think, mentions, or at least he's got some blog posts, mentioned how he thinks this debris was planted ineptly. Now, the theory that we've proposed here from my organization says that we can bring this debris back in. If there was a fire, the tiny amounts of debris, which you go look up the CNN article about the total amounts of debris, it's less than 1% of the plane. It's almost nothing. So they did not find a plane. They did not find enough debris for a plane. And there was a equivalent plane purchased by GA Telesis, a 9M-MRK, scrapped in October of 2013, just six months before this. That's an exact replica of MH370, also purchased from Malaysian Airlines. GA Telesis has close ties to the government and intelligence. So this debris could be from MH370, especially because we're talking about a teleportation event where this plane went from one location to another location. Um, or it potentially there's a lot of doubt as to whether it ever even was. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, so... That brings us back to the the passengers, uh, 239, including the crew. Assuming some survived or most or, God willing, all, uh, they go back to their families, presumably. Uh, how do you keep something like this quiet? I'm not sure they went back to their families. A lot of the families have been silenced. They have been forced into settlements. Um, from what I've been told, I've talked to all, pretty much all the official investigators. I think the one I respect the most is Florence Achangi. I want to give her a shout out. I feel like her, the narratives into what she believes have been distorted by the media. Uh, and she's done probably the most in-depth investigation from a kind of looking at it from a criminal investigation the same way that I do. Um, a lot of them have moved on. If you are going to silence them, then you are paying them off with a settlement. And then they have like a non-disclosure agreement. They can't talk about the case ever again. Um, they did not get much money. If you go look up these families, they only got probably roughly 80, 90,000 uh, each total. And the, except for potentially some of the Australian ones who got a little bit more for having these cases tried in Australia. Um, so you might argue that if people did survive, like the American passenger, perhaps they got put into witness protection, given a new identity, told they'll never be able to go talk to the people they knew once again. But a lot of this is speculative, and there's really not a lot of way we can know. You know, unless we have two other videos to show where they appeared, how many people could have survived this. Um, again, it's, it's not looking great for a lot of these passengers. Uh, the, the vast majority, I think of the, well, not the vast majority, but ab about 150 of the 239 aboard were, were from China. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess you could argue if they're, if they go back to communist China, that's, uh, you know, yeah. given their system, it might be a little easier to keep them quiet. Yeah, I think that that part would be really easy. You know, China, Malaysia, um, Obama went and visited Malaysia for the first time any president visited in over 50 years in April of 2014, uh, spent a couple of days there, uh, somewhat unprecedented. So you could argue that they were establishing the cover-up. You know, one interesting fact from the Malaysian Minister of Defense, who, if you watch the interviews of the Malaysian Minister of Defense, some of the sketchiest interviews I've ever seen in my life, he argues that uh, they the plane was unidentified, uh, but then he goes ahead and admits that they knew it was a civilian airliner and they knew it wasn't hostile. But if the if one of the most uh, likely scenarios is a hijacking, 
There's no way you can know it's not hostile unless you have communication with the plane. So we've suspected that this has been a cover-up from the beginning. There's been a lot of questions of why did they not send jets up? He gets asked this in an interview from an Australian uh, reporter. And the Australian reporter, he, he gets very defensive and says, well, why would you send a plane? Are you going to shoot down the plane? And she goes, well, you said that, not me. And he kind of asks, well, why would we send that plane up? And she says, well, to track the plane. You know, that's the logical explanation for sending the jet up. And he gets very defensive and starts talking about military procedures and stating that the Americans would shoot down the plane, which is just offensive in my mind. Um, but they don't really explain why they don't send a plane up there. In my mind, the answer is that the U.S. government took over the situation. Once they had this emergency event from the Slithiamai and Battery Fire, they knew it was an emergency. They were, it was an emergency situation, not a hostile event. They didn't send the jets up because the Americans were already tracking it. They were already in communication. They actually only released the communications from the pilots much later on after there was outrage over why they weren't releasing them. I imagine that a lot of that information was classified, to, that real communications that potentially still happened. Um, but that's just speculative on my part. We did find an SOS at 2.43 a.m., which is 18.43 UTC, just several minutes after we think or around the time our videos happened. It was only reported in Chinese news that claimed to be an intercepted communication from MH370 saying that the plane was disintegrating and then attempting an emergency landing, which is consistent with the videos and an eyewitness report from Catherine T., who's on a boat right there uh, in the official flight path, who sees this plane glowing orange, consistent with the bromine halogen gas from the halon fire extinguishing devices being used to try to put out this plane for over an hour. She sees it flying low descending while she sees it. Um, so we have this ton of evidence that kind of lines up towards this big event and this huge cover-up that's going on. Um, the uh, the drone... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Ashton. Well, one thing I just really want to make sure I get out there is that some people may be saying that they've heard of some debunks. They think there might be some video game effect in here. That is all false. That is disinformation that's being pushed out there. We have debunked every single debunk that's out there right now. And we even have a bounty, $120,000 for anybody who can find the person that supposedly made these videos, if you think that they're fake, and produce the source files. This comes from Kim.com on Twitter and the Investigate Earth podcast, who put in $100,000 and $20,000 respectively. That's how strongly they believe that these videos are authentic. So if anybody out there is listening nationwide, worldwide, you want to prove these videos are fake? All you have to do is go find the person that made them and bring the source files. You can collect that money. Uh, again, if you want to see the video, if you haven't, uh, go to the coasttocoastam.com website and under tonight's show information, just click on Ashton's name and that will take you right to his YouTube channel at just X Ashton at just X Ashton. There you'll see the stereoscopic satellite video and also the uh, footage uh, taken from the uh, drone uh, with a, ther um, a thermal imaging overlay. Um, don't you find it kind of coincidental, though, that the, the U.S. military had had the assets in that precise area at that, that, at that time? In other words, they had the drone there. Um, w w w how do we explain that? Yeah, so we think that that drone was deployed from potentially a joint India-U.S. base, probably around the Kar Nicobar Islands. Um, there was also Thai-U.S. training exercises played to begin March 10th, 2014. 
So it's possible that this was a situation of opportunity, where it's rare that you have a plane that's on fire that's able to last for an hour and 20 minutes, that you have the assets nearby. There were 20 free-scale semiconductor scientists and engineers we've been able to tie directly to room temperature superconductivity from a 2005 National Security Agency report about commercial emergence of room temperature superconductors that mentions free-scale semiconductors nine times in there. We also found a news article that ties them to uh, RF uh, ships, I may be saying this wrong, for U.S. aerospace and defense as well. So the likely motive here to save these passengers is that they have people on board who are directly tied to that technology. Or they could just be doing it out of good their hearts, but I don't think a lot of people are going to believe that narrative when it comes to the U.S. military. Um, yeah, so one other thing I want to talk about real quick, if it's okay, Richard, is yeah. who we think leaked this information. Um, okay. Because I think this is some of the most compelling part of the entire case. Is I was looking at this person, Agent 370, and as I've just stated here, we think the leaker was a U.S. military personnel, likely an operator, probably had an emotional reaction due to the fact that the regicide amount account says it was received four days later. They removed the HUD data, and they added this thermal layer over the top of the drone video. They cropped out the drone from the satellite video as well. They probably had to convince the regicide non account that they were authentic due to the long upload date. They thought maybe they were looking at UFOs. Maybe they thought that what they were leaking here was not damaging to the U.S. military. They didn't realize it was defense contractor technology. We find Lieutenant Commander Edward C. Lynn took weeks of searching for this person. Experience in signals intelligence. Was on the Special Project Squadron VPU-2. His last deployment, February 2014 to March 2016, but he gets reassigned the, the month after he gets initially deployed. March 25th, 2014, just weeks after the plane went missing. He ends up getting arrested in September of 2015. His last assignment was that assignment. The next assignment's the brig for him. In May of 2014, he gets caught with two flight manifests in his flight suit from a deployment that included search and rescue code names. The investigation into him began in April 2nd, 2014. The FBI ran a sting on him because they were trying to prove that he was a spy and that he was you know, selling secrets to China. There was no evidence of it. The charges against him initially of espionage would have resulted in life in prison. First major incident of espionage by an active duty member of the Navy since the end of the Cold War. They redacted his charge sheet. They, he was privy to the Navy's black program portfolio. Knowledge that would be an extremely useful to potential adversaries. They ended up having to admit it wasn't really a spy case. There was no evidence of that. The defense argued that the classified information in question is available on the Internet. He was abused in pretrial detainment by the goon squad. They argued that leadership was having them come in there, ruffle his cell, put him out of the cold, taking his confidential information between him and his lawyer away from him. They didn't tell him what his charges were when they were investigating him. They made sure he was in pretrial detainment, but the evidence for why he needed to be locked up was non-existent. He ended up taking a plea deal for nine years in prison, which is a huge amount for just uh, mishandling classified information. They shaved three years off of it because he worked with the NCIS and the FBI and ended up admitting that what he did was wrong. He took responsibility for the two offenses that he claimed that he was actually guilty of and that he wanted to stand as, um, a, you know, say that essentially other people shouldn't do what he did and that he was very apologetic about it. I FOIA'd the NCIS their head of legal responded back in less than a week. They rejected my FOIA in total. They wouldn't give me anything about the case. Under an Obama-era exempt, uh, uh, executive order, 
that is, quote, to be kept secret in the interest of national defense or foreign policy, which is unusual to me because they said it wasn't a spy case. So this evidence to me links this guy directly to MH370, potentially directly to these videos. In my mind, he's a hero. He's my hero. I would do anything for this guy. And the president of the United States needs to give him a pardon so that he can come out and tell the truth about these videos. Uh, are you able to, have you spoken with his lawyer? Have you reached out to his lawyer? Great question. Um, I have. I did reach out to the lawyer. I thought that, that was the best way to go about doing this. I found a lawyer from the news articles. Um, I talked to a clerk. They called me back on a Sunday. I gave them all the information. They started following me on Twitter. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.